As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This is the Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. It is week nine. I am Chris Welsh. That is Jake Seeley. That's Brandon Funston coming off of what was an NBA-like NFL trade deadline, which was pretty awesome. Though at the end of the day, you know, we had been questioning coming up into the trade deadline. Hey, who would get traded? How exciting is it going to be? I don't think any of us probably expected the names we had, but ultimately, I don't know if the impact is quite there. Uh, Mr. Jake Seeley. Do you think we had any big fantasy impact coming from the actual NFL trade deadline? Do you think there was anybody that really, really benefited from it? Or was it a whole lot of yeah, moves that were kind of lateral? No. Oh, well, there was. And the Naeem Hines situation is kind of, that, you know, Edmonds, messy backfields, different situations with those two. But the big winner is the one Dion Jackson, because Jonathan Taylor, this ankle sprain that's now started to get the dreaded high attached to it and rumors that that might be the issue. Oh, Deion yeah. Jackson already proved exactly. Deion Jackson already proved he can put up RB one numbers without Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines. Well, Naheem Hines is gone, which means Deion Jackson probably has some flexibility, flexibility in certain leagues already. And if there's no Jonathan Taylor who missed practice, which by the way, we're going to get an announcement right after we finish the show that Jonathan Taylor's out four to six weeks. <laughs> but uh, if, jo- if Jonathan Taylor is out, Deion Jackson steps in as a top 15 running back, just like Khalil Herbert. That's who Deion Jackson went from go ahead and drop him back to Khalil Herbert relevancy. It's a Brandon, just like we all expected. There were like nine trades. And just like we thought Deion Jackson came out on top. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, other than other than that, I mean, you got to go back to the, the trade, obviously the McCaffrey deal and stuff like that. You got to go back to trades that were made, you know, prior to the deadline. But, um, you know, I, I guess it's you can look at the, you know, the Chase Claypool clearing out and that being a boost for Deontay Johnson and, and George Pickens. Uh, and Fields. Kind of and, and Fields. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I'm suddenly suddenly it's starting to like Justin Fields an awful lot just watching him the way they've been running that offense the last couple of weeks and now you had Claypool in there and just you know you, you would say a poor man's Jalen Hurts but it's starting to become more of like a, a middle class Jalen Hurts 
Mm. Yeah, you know, Clay, <laughs> you got me with the middle class one. Uh, the the Claypool one I find very interesting. My big one was kind of like George Pickens. I was really getting focused on Pickens with Claypool out might be one of the biggest beneficiaries. But yeah. Claypool does feel like the perfect wide receiver for Justin Fields. And I know we're doing this. We're a couple days after the trade deadline. We didn't get a chance to talk about it. But just having a couple days to sit on it, like who really benefited? It's going to be exciting to see. But none of us expected it was going to be actually Deion Jackson, ultimately. I am fast. Maybe the most fascinating one, as much as like I think Claypool and Pickens are near the top, it's going to be watching Singletary and Naheem Hines and seeing how that is actually going to play out if there is any benefit or did Naheem Hines just is Naheem Hines just coming in to just ruin everything that's just what he does he comes oh, yes. in and right yeah, they just ruin Singletary he's not even good he'll just ru- he'll just ruin <laughs> right. it right he's gonna ruin James Cook too like the whole entire thing was like James Cook was like hey we could play him when we expect the blowout which are most weeks but like when we expect the blowout but it's just the snap opportunities now for James Cook by the way who only has I think it's six or seven reception or no it's eight and five of them came in one game for james cook so like you know what but what i mean they want i mean they're not gonna get josh allen to throw the ball to the running back i you know that no that's why i'm worried about cook because Himes is going to take away snaps like they're not they didn't try literally going to give him the ball on the ground is what you're saying as a share and then all this few targets singletary was getting are going straight to Hines now so now singletary is basically you said middle class no he's now discount version what derrick henry and the fact like he's just not going to see passing games so singletary hit Hines hit by moving there and james cook hit like it just ruined everybody i just think it's funny you know all the reporting like from the reality side of things is that you know buffalo's trying to get this receiving back you know but i don't think it would matter if you gave them ladanian tomlinson or whatever like josh allen's not going to throw the ball to the running back that's not what he wants to do it's not it's not what he needs to do he never needs to check down i mean he can stand in the pocket see over everybody and he finds stefan Diggs every every time you know it's it's ridiculous so i just think the idea that you know that Buffalo is trying to open up this part of the offense. I just don't think it will ever. Yeah. Happen. And do you know how many rushing touchdowns Singletary has? Zero, right? One? Yep. Zero. Yeah. Zero. So, yeah. like, this is just, this just ruined everybody. Just like Chase Edmonds ruins everything for the Broncos. It already was messy for the Broncos to begin with, but we were like, hey, at least they got rid of Mike Boone. And I was just like, well, guess what? Now everything's a mess again. Yeah. yeah, what did we see? Like three running backs get traded and all of them just kind of ruined situations and made it worse. You know, Jeff Wilson going to Miami. I think Jeff Wilson is a better running back than Raheem Mostert, and he's going back into a system that he's 100% familiar with. But now you're going to do that to a guy that was getting all of the primary carries in Miami. Not that he was becoming amazing. Do you think Jeff Wilson's like better than Raheem Mostert? I kind yeah, of, without, I, I really do. I mean, Raheem you're, Mostert you're, you're, is. I'm thinking You're more Spider-Man of the 49er front row seat than I am, but um. there's a little spider man They kind of do point at each other a little bit, but like I like Jeff Wilson is a better just through the tackles runner. I he, think he's a great receiver. He stays on the field more than Raheem well, then Mostert you always does. ask the question. So let's ask you the question, because I saw I saw this as like, all right, Mostert potentially gets hurt and Jeff Wilson steps right in, but not a huge like the. Uh, basically I see what five to seven touches maybe for a week for Wesley. Are you expecting more of a 50 50? Yeah, I, I do. Well, because one okay. of the things that happens is that's a legitimate well, concern for Mostert. Then I think it should yeah. be even into this first week, because here's the one thing that Jeff Wilson has over any other player that's been traded. Even McCaffrey, he already knows the system of Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel knows him. He knows the system 
outside of whatever new little tiny things they may have implemented. The only thing working in the advantage uh, against Jeff Wilson, I suppose, is they have just the best wide receiver combo in the NFL. So how much do they need to run? But if you're going to be 18 to 20 well, carries. Remember what well, Mostert said when he signed? He's like, I know I know his playbook, but I still need to prove and adapt. So, oh yeah, because he's I, always know. hurt. Yeah, he's always sitting on the sidelines. Well, no, with a, with no I was saying on. like, even though you know, it's still like I wouldn't expect full Jeff Wilson this first. Like, so if let's say you're right and it's going to be fifty fifty going forward, I would expect fifty fifty next week, but the first week more like a seventy thirty. You're probably that's probably a little bit more it, but Jeff but Wilson you at least got us concerned now. Like I was there, like, hey, you know, he's just going to be <laughs> one of the best backups in the league. And now you're like, uh, I would be shocked. I would be shocked if by week 11, I was trying to figure out what week are we in, by or week 10, I suppose it is. 13. If Jeff, <laughs> where you're done. If Jeff Wilson isn't close to at least a 40, 60 split with Raheem Mostert early on, there's a reason they went and traded for him though. They gave up no capital. So, uh, odd NFL trade deadline for sure with a bunch of crazy moves. Biggest moves, you know, outside of McCaffrey going early were probably the defensive ones where you had Chubb and Roquan Smith taken. Uh, but that's for a different podcast. We don't need to talk <laughs> about that. What we do need to talk yes. about are the ranks for week nine. The article is out over at The Athletic. Go and check it out right now. Make sure you follow Jake on Twitter at All In Kid. You can see the no. posted article and it's got all the goodies in there, Jake. It's got all the goodies post Halloween and all the ranks. How how much you you and I we always talk about this when we're doing the shows. I got to be careful about how much I pick on ranks when we talk about them. Do you feel like there's going to be a little bit more movement than more than previous weeks after the trade deadline? Do you think there's going to be a little bit more movement coming in like uh, Friday, Saturday, and even into early Sunday on your ranks? No, I think a lot's just going to come from injuries, just because there's a lot in the air right now. I mean, I had one person I had to try and like do, take notes and do the whole algorithm in front of my head of like, well, if Brandon Cooks doesn't go, but then Curtis Samuel can, and then this running back can't, but this one can, and then this one can't, and then the, what if I do this and then wait for this game? I'm, I'm like, oh my god, like just like play it game by game, buddy. Like I just I don't like it's one of those pick your adventure things. I'd have to flip to page seventy three. Like I don't even know what I'm doing. The uh, NFL uh, injury issues are becoming just like a really difficult long division. It's just like, all right, I got a Cooper yeah. Cup divided by a Brandon Cooks. So make sure the easiest way, your cheat sheet for all of your fantasy math is uh, Jake's article over at The Athletic for all the ranks for week nine, which let's get into quarterbacks. Quarterbacks for week nine that we like more than anyone else. And Jake, let's start with you. Who do we like more than anyone else? Mm, Mariota question mark because I mean do we like him more than anybody else but and this is just coming over for last week's game but Mariota has basically become or I mean has been for a while now he's Tyrod Taylor from back in the day where you're going to get that free rushing touchdown or free rushing yards to get you a passing touchdown because of the 40 50 60 potential yards but on top of it you know I compared Mariota to like the Tannehill situation from a few years ago in the article. And I said, you need the efficiency, which he's had recently is you need the one to maybe get three, but mostly one or two passing touchdowns. And then you get the rushing on top of it. And look, all of a sudden you turn in, you got QB 10, 11, 12, which was, that's what Tyrod Taylor did for the longest time. Finished like 11, 12 every single week. By the end of the year, he was QB 15 because some people would pass him by, you know, just that flatness versus the ups and downs. But that flatness is what we liked. And the good thing about it is the Chargers pass defense we know is good, but they are terrible against the run, which will help this entire run game, including 
Mariota's legs. So that's where I'm looking here is that he should be able to get the rushing. And if he could just get us 200 passing and a touchdown, he can fill in as your QB this week. And I also notice he is the feature uh, picture for the article that everybody can check yes. out. Yes. Uh, coming yeah. in at, I dangerously, I'm going to do something I'm not supposed to do. He's coming in at 12 on the ranks. As we're recording this, everything can change subject. <laughs> price is subject to and vary uh, for everybody. But he comes in at a very high number above Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. So that is a very, very uh, high accolades for Marcus Mariota. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Brandon, same thing. Week 9, quarterback that you like more than anybody else. I guess Trevor Lawrence. Quarterback's trash. Quarterback's absolute trash. I say it every week. But, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is quarterback eight right now. He has three of his last four games. He's completed less than 60% of his passes, has like two touchdown passes in that time, but he's running a little bit. He has three touchdowns in that span. And really this is about how bad the quarterback position is. And the fact that the Las Vegas Raiders have been the answer for any quarterback so far. So like they've just been that bad. So, um, you know, I've watched Trevor Lawrence a lot this year and been like, God, are you regressing? Are you going back? And then he'll do something to kind of save himself. But I just think that the matchup is good enough and the quarterback position is bad enough that you have to play Trevor Lawrence this week. Side note, are you guys of the ilk that Trevor Lawrence is going to take a big step next year with the acquisition of now Calvin Ridley to go Ridley, Kirk, ETN on another year like that Calvin Ridley trade was kind of wild just to for it to happen I just maybe because we hadn't talked about Calvin I actually thought it was a parody when I saw the trade go down I was like what Calvin Ridley I don't I don't see players get traded when they're suspended and everything and then you saw that and it, it really became a big dynasty question of is Calvin Ridley anything and how does that affect Trevor Lawrence just for anybody out there that plays in keeper dynasties Brandon, did that do anything for you with the Calvin Ridley trade, or do you just think this guy's been away from football? We don't even know if he loves likes it anymore. That was, I know, Bogman's take with me is we don't know if he likes it. The guy tried to retire. Maybe it's a little to do about nothing or a lot to do about. You nothing. know, I think that because Trevor Lawrence has the tag of generational talent, because he took at least a step forward this year over last year, I think he has a very long leash in in terms of our like willing willingness to spin him positively so he'll definitely i think have a, a fair amount of goodwill going into next year it's like oh you know what he got a year away from urban meyer and he was better and now he's got etn you know back in the backfield and you you pair ridley and kirk and these guys are like a you know some kind of lighter version of like tyree kill and jalen waddle you know and and like just guys that can get separation that are fast 
Like, I think there'll be a lot of a, like a very positive narrative for Trevor Lawrence, whether that comes to fruition, I will have my, my doubts, but you know, I, I'm kind of, I, I understand where the perception is going to go. Jake, do you still believe in Calvin Ridley or is this like our, a newfound no. uh, Josh Gordon? Uh, not even Josh Gordon. Dude's not going to have played football multiple years. This is like Ben Simmons. Like <laughs> oh, that, that's actually a good comparison at this point. I, I was going to say like Michael Thomas without the injuries is like, what is he going to come back and yeah. be at this point? Like, I mean, if it was DeAndre Hopkins and he was on whatever hell magical PEDs he took, the best PEDs in the history forever, like then I'd be like, yeah, fire Kyle Ridley up. He's going to be a top 15 wide receiver. You let's do it. But I don't know. And Trevor Lawrence, I think the entire world was wrong on him at this point. Like, yes, he could take another step forward next year, and hopefully we do see that. But I saw a really good comparison recently, and somebody said he's just Ryan Tannehill. And at this point, Ooh. that just might be who he is. Like, I, I still believe if there's more from what we saw in college, and we've seen flashes of it. It just really hasn't put it all together. I don't know that Cal Ridley's going to make the difference for him. I think it's more on him. That's a good comp. That, cup, that comp hit hard <laughs> it cut deep when i heard that i was like oh that is a ryan Tannehill, very very much so imagine if you know ryan Tannehill had uh, kirk and i mean right now he's got <laughs> the ghost of robert woods and and the corpse of Traylon burke sitting Man, out there i was hoping that woods had more than a ghost left in him uh, yeah <laughs> I, I finally had to cut loose a couple places on him this week it's like okay six week buys yeah I'm probably yeah, imagine, imagine if Tannehill even had uh, any of those weapons that Trevor Lawrence probably would do better, especially with that uh, running game that's going on. Speaking of running game, running backs, we are going to start. We're going to dart. So the start is, uh, you know, kind of a running back that you like more than anybody else. It's a little bit uh, further down. And the dart is your dart throw at running back. So, Brandon, let's start with you. Start and dart at running back for week nine. Uh, yeah, I'll go to uh Jake's quarterback's team in the Atlanta Falcons facing the Chargers. Horrible run defense. We're waiting on Cordero Patterson in his window to activate him. It was open this week. Kind of sensing that maybe he won't play. So uh, I think Tyler Algier, if Cordero Patterson doesn't return, is someone you'd have to have in your lineup. But it would kind of make Caleb Huntley a decent dart throw as well. I'll go a different direction with that. I'll go with Isaiah Pacheco as the dart because I think – Kansas City opened the week. I don't know where they're at right now, but they're like 11.5-point favorites. Coming off the bye against Tennessee, who is averaging less than 19 points per game. I've played a bunch of bad teams. They don't score much. I actually think Kansas City, you know, if I want to drive the narrative, like I can buy into the narrative that they're going to be sitting on the lead and, and being willing to give Isaiah Pacheco maybe, you know, double-digit carries in this game. So I think that's a dart throw. But I honestly think if, uh, you know, Cordero Patterson is not back. You could go with an Algier and Caleb Huntley combo as the start and dart. The one thing I'll add was we're recording this on Thursday morning. Wednesday, the Falcons did, did designate Cordero Patterson to return for the IR, and they said he would practice, and he did practice yesterday. Now, will he full go? That's in question, but they there's some good video so here, out there here's of the him span. running around. Like, Algier becomes the dart. If Cordero plays, you know, and I think you would play Cordero as well. Yeah. And well, you know, one of the things I'm looking for too, and I would hope coaching staffs would take a look at when you've got all this talent is maybe this guy that used to be a wide receiver. Maybe you could put him out to like another position where he was good at play him in a Debo role. So Algier can be your between the tackle guy. 
you get Coral Patterson to be your slot receiver, and then you can bring him down for five to seven carries a game. Boy, would that be nice. Save some fantasy value for all of us, but it would also, I think, be behoove Cordell Patterson. Uh, but, you know, when he puts out 130 yards rushing and stuff like that, it's hard, I guess, for them to make that move. But it kills Caleb Arthur Huntley. Smith doesn't care about fantasy. He no, doesn't care he, about he said no. it, yeah, clearly. Uh, start and dart this week for week nine, Jake. What you got? I'll give, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, question mark, start Jamal Williams. I mean, because I, I thought this was funny as I ranked him ahead of DeAndre Swift with what's going on, sneak preview for later on when we're talking about something. And people, somebody responded, is like, you're the most sensible ranker of Jamal Williams I've seen. And I was like, so is it, I, I mean, do we have to say we're starting Jamal Williams over DeAndre Swift at this point? But I guess we do. And I'm not saying that to talk down to anybody. I'm just saying like, I, I wasn't expecting it to be that like of a surprise, so to speak, because it's just been without that touchdown. DeAndre Swift has a pretty poor day. I mean, he had some receptions, but it wasn't that good. Still doesn't sound like he's healthy. So Jamal Williams, 50-50 split, and they keep using him, especially inside the green zone, inside the 10 and inside the five and inside the three. So even if Swift's 100%, you still just start Jamal Williams at this point. This is... How many times did we sit here last year and say, just go ahead and start both Broncos? Why aren't we saying, go ahead and start both Lions? Like, why does everybody sit here like, well, I don't want to start Jamal Williams. It, just start them both. The dart throw is the biggest dart throw you might find in the history of forever because it's just praying for a touchdown, and it's Thursday night. So if it's Friday and you already heard this, oh, too bad. It either happened or didn't. But Boston Scott getting a touchdown, this is a blowout situation wow. in waiting. And when they're up, this is similar to James Cook, who I did have as this would have been the same situation. I was going to say James Cook, expecting him to run away with this game. So you look for games that they run away with. It's Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott getting work. But what happens when Boston Scott's healthy? He gets that inside the five touchdown opportunity. So it's touchdown or bust for Boston Scott. But if I'm going for the Hail Mary play, instead of going for somebody who might score four or five points on a bye week, I'm going to go for the one that scores eight potentially on one play. Just hopefully it happens. It's a great matchup. I love that one. And that is a Boston, a.k.a. Bogman Scott, that we call him uh, over at ITL. So I, li- I like that one for sure. Now let's go over to wide Bogman receivers. That's, yep, that's, that's, that's our name for him. That's our name for him. Oh, we're so silly. Uh, wide receivers for week nine. Exact same setup. Start and dart. And Jake, we're just going to come right back to you. You made it pretty gross with uh, Boston Scott. Are you going to make it gross with wide receivers, too? How low can you go? Actually, for the dart throw, look, Josh Palmer... I was already big on before this Keenan Allen thing. And this is independent of Keenan Allen playing because Josh Palmer, I said this on the or waiver show. I said this on other shows many times before last week. Austin Eckler said it during the bye last week. He didn't go into the detail that I'm in. Not that like Austin Eckler needs to go into detail. I'm just saying like the point that I'm bringing up, he was talking up Josh Palmer. The reason he's talking up Josh Palmer without saying is Josh Palmer fits the Mike Williams role. He doesn't fit the Keenan Allen role. So Keenan Allen, being back, but Mike Williams being out helps Palmer. If Keenan Allen's likely out again, because now all of a sudden the hamstring got worse during the bye, well, DeAndre Carter steps in as a potential dart throw play too, but he's going to be in the Keenan Allen role. Josh Palmer's still good to go. Uh, The only thing you were concerned about is like if defenses treat Josh Palmer like a one and then they give their best coverage on him, that would be the downside there, but I would still risk him. Uh, The dart throw is Isaiah McKenzie. The Jets are terrible against slot wide receivers, mostly because teams don't even try to throw Gardner's way. Gardner, whether he's going to be on Diggs or Gabe Davis, he's not going to be on Isaiah McKenzie, who, even with the garbage time players coming in, Shakir, I thought Shakir might have passed him during the bye. It didn't happen. 
McKenzie was still out there running more routes, more snaps, more opportunities. Granted, his touchdown came on a run, but it was more, he was on the field way more than Shakir was until the garbage time. And even after the garbage time, he still was more. So I would play McKenzie as your deep dart throw, hope for kind of a six for 70 type of game. Very interesting about that is someone you could speculate that might have been hurt that's not a running back in Buffalo by Naheem Hines is maybe Isaiah McKenzie. You know, McKenzie. Yeah. So, again, I'm worried more next week. Than this week yeah exactly that well that's just why i think it's actually interesting to to put him back up there because this might be a chance for him to maybe get some last value or maybe just reestablish. and that keenan allen stuff by the way is nuts and if you guys just don't know he said coming into the bye that he was feeling great and somehow the hamstring got worse on the bye like were you sitting <laughs> like what were you not like not pr- i don't know what's going on they like, said they he, thought it was like the loose bodies breaking up and the, like this but then all of a sudden he's like nope that's not what it was it was worse i'm like okay <laughs> and yeah, yeah nothing. He said he's not gonna play until he's 100 percent. he doesn't sound like a guy who's super super motivated at this point in his career to really I, get out you, there and play. what's crazy is a playoff team but this is starting to feel like mike thomas last year michael yeah. thomas last yeah. year i god do i that is such a great comp to it because yep. i don't know what's going on this doesn't it it, ha- it smells of that like not motivated to get out there type of thing like your team which is weird it, it is super weird because it doesn't seem like the te- player that he's been he, we've seen him on like hard knocks behind the scenes and he's been a fun vocal guy on twitter with people like it's it just it doesn't fit the mold and something is there where it's like you're not going to get out there if you're not perfect it's been we're going to be closing in on like <laughs> three months by the time he gets out there and not yeah. to be crass about it but like you know this is a joke that's been said but like we saw a guy get shot and he got back within a month and it's like the hamstring is taking three months. Like it doesn't, it doesn't compute. My brain just shuts down and it's just like, okay, Keenan Allen is never just liar, out. liar. Allen is old. Like so, yeah. that's just what it is. <laughs> can't Stop get hurting your hamstring. <laughs> liar, liar. Uh, all right, Brennan, uh, start and dart week nine. What do you got? Uh, you know, I would think Curtis Samuel should seem obvious, especially in a 16 bye week as he's a slam dunk start. Uh, this is a guy who is a wide receiver two on the season. I don't know if he gets enough love yet. Uh, I was just kind of looking in PPR leagues. He's had uh, six of his eight games have been 10 or more points. Basically, there's been five wide receivers that have done better than that, that have seven games of that kind of production. So he has been a week to week kind of guy. And Heineke came in. And yeah, he's went back to Terry McLaurin more, but what did they do? They've pivoted to giving Samuel like nine carries in the last two games. And, and you know, those 20 plus yards each game add up and help out the bottom line. And this week you get Minnesota. So I was just looking at like Romeo Dobbs and Devin Duvernay are like the same ownership percentage of Samuel. Samuel should be a hundred percent owned. He's like 60 some percent rostered in Yahoo leagues. It's like, just guys just been consistent week in and week out. Not huge weeks, but just solid weeks. And so great matchup uh, this week. He needs to be in your lineup. And then uh, my dart would be Matt Collins against Jacksonville. Jacksonville's, you know, I was looking, they give up almost 20% more production than league average over the last three games against the vaunted passing attacks of the Giants, the Colts, and the Denver Broncos. So uh, Matt Collins is getting a lot of run right now as the number two receiver, Hunter Renfro, whether it's because of injuries or whatever, but – He's just been downplayed in that offense a bit. So I think Matt, Matt Collins has a dart throw at eight targets last week. He could do worse. Um, we like to always take a look after we go through some of the positions. What's got you making, uh, making you think twice? And Jake, we're going to start with you because I can tell by who's making you think twice. You might be a Swifty. 
So is Midnight's, is that your album? Yeah. Is that your album? <laughs> I, I noticed I that know. as well. <laughs> yeah, because I think Jake has uh, just uncovered that he is a Swifty because what's got you thinking twice might be a Taylor and a Swift. Uh, is that what they're called, the Swifties? The Swifties. I think I don't Swifties. know. I, I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna. You know what? Like I read I'm, that she I, had I the top ten songs in the Billboard Hot Top 100, which was like, like the first all ten, all ten really? songs. Yes. Oh, really? from, Mid- from Midnight's. Okay. Well, I gotta tell you, like, uh, I would wish they could shake it off with these injuries, and <laughs> they're, you know, tell you what, if I if I see them on my team, I might have some bl- bad blood, and uh, if you if you if you roll them oh, out God. there, don't blame me. And don't don't tell me, look at what you made me do. Uh, and, you know, at the beginning of the year, I wanted to say you belong with me with these two, but oh, they man. don't. So I think so. Just, not in my your Swifty, not card my wildest dreams, right not not my wildest dreams. Do I want to start either of these running backs? But you might have to Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift, uh, Taylor Swift. I would avoid this week at all possible. This ankle sprain for Taylor is fearsome. Uh, he, you know, I felt apologetic for him coming out of that game saying like, oh, look, he's still got 70 something yards, even while getting banged up. But as the weeks progress, the ankle sounds worse and worse. That's the problem. It's like they won't say high ankle, but it's sounding like high ankle. Even if it's mid ankle, I answered somebody's question in the comments about this. Saquon Barkley last year, mid ankle. And look at what it did to him for the rest of the year after he came back from that game where he rolled up on the defender's ankle from the Cowboys. So you know all too well what this could do for your running back situation playing through injuries. I think you can avoid Swift more easily than you can avoid Taylor, but where I said Taylor might be a good buy low, I would away, I would stay away from that now. I would avoid both. I don't want them. They're One's inside my top 20, one's inside my top 30, but I really don't want to play them if I don't have to. Did anybody I- catch Jake try to pretend like he didn't? know that Swifties were Taylor Swift. I you just I, did. I looked just, up half those song names and I just right, played them off the cuff. At the, I was, was going to say, I, I, I'll give myself like, here, if I had to do it off the top of my head, it would have been some blank space. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, wow. You, you're pretty good at riffing on those just, you know, on the fly like that. I'm impressed. You like that? Yeah. I could have named three of those songs, but that's about <laughs> it. I love it. Brandon, what's got you making think, oh, thinking twice? Here you go. How tight can I make my end before I go? Logan Thomas. Boom. Yeah. See ya. Uh, right out the door. <laughs> Jake, literally. Uh, you know what? On that note, Jake, you should go. You should yeah. go. Uh, you have a curtain call. There's nothing else for you. Uh, we'll get Brandon. We'll get both of his takes because that was the greatest segment we've ever done right there. So, uh, yeah, that should be a mic drop for sure. I Swifty Nation for Jake. Uh, all right, Brandon. So, what has got you thinking twice here for week nine? It's funny. I forgot to write this down, but honestly, the thing that's got me think, uh, thinking twice the most is what you said about Jeff Wilson and about how you think this is going to be a meaningful split. I had a most I think at 14 at running back this week. And I think his ECR was 18 or 17. So I was above average on him and I might have to, you know, reel, reel that back a little bit and, and you know, kind of do some more thinking on that. Cause uh, like, if you think, you know, as a guy who knows the 49ers better than I do, I see them a decent amount as a Seahawks guy, but um, I would, I'd be willing to trust your opinion on that a little bit more. So yeah, you got me, you got me, uh, waffling a little bit now on my, my love for Raheem Mostert this week. Yeah. And Raheem, he's a, he's a great back, but like, I, I think there's clearly something that's going on with this. It's you can't run Raheem Mostert out there 20 plus he will break down. 
So even if this isn't like a full 50-50 split, I think Mike McDaniel and them recognize at this point in the season that they got to do something. Chase Edmonds was not that. They didn't even have that option anymore. I think it was even last week they were like experimenting, throwing a few guys out there. But like Jeff Wilson of all backs coming in is the guy that understands the system. And McDaniel knows him great because that's a guy that he's been coaching up for years. And, you know, even in that small little stint where Wilson got a couple carries with McCaffrey last week, looked great. Hits the holes hard. He can catch the ball. He's a really good uh, uh, ball catcher. Third down. He's probably going to be their third down back. Uh, better in pass protection, I think, than Raheem Mostert. I have to go look at the PFF grade. But it's funny, you know, how do you even know? Because San Francisco is another one of those teams that you know that until they brought in McCaffrey, always down at the bottom of the league and throwing the ball to their running backs, which is which was frustrating. That was one of the things I was worried about. I mean, up until you know he just went and caught uh, what was it eight balls. Uh, McCaffrey was. I never understood that either because. Yeah. You know, both of those guys like Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson, just get them out a little bit in the open field. You know, Mostert put up, I think it was two or three years ago, put up the single fastest sprint in the entire NFL as far as sprint speed goes on an open play. Like he is a fast open play guy. That's why he's awesome. But what we'll have to watch too is like with Wilson coming in and spelling him more than what we saw with Chase Edmonds, that could make Mostert better. Problem is, is he might get vultured a little bit on touchdowns in the red zone. So uh, that's interesting that you were jumping in on that. We'll see. I don't know how it'll go this week. I do think he can get more of a share than people are expecting. But in future weeks, it'll be fun to see. Yeah, no doubt. Tight ends. How tight can you make that in? I, I hope people don't even realize Jake is gone, by the way. I We we, <laughs> we kicked him out. He is literally gone. So uh, he gave you. Well, who did he give? Logan Thomas, I think was Logan his. Logan uh, Thomas. Tight, yeah. that's, a, uh, that's a matchup based. That's a matchup based pick against Minnesota. Soda, who's trash against passing, you know, in, in pass defense across the That's board. That's how tight so, he made it. That's how tight he made yeah. it. How tight are you going to go with that end? Not crazy tight. I'm going to go Gasicki, who is a top 10 fantasy tight end. He's not ranked like that. I think he's in the mid-teens this week in ECR. But, you know, it's a great matchup uh, this week against Chicago. And you got to think about Chicago. They, are, they were sellers on the defensive side of the ball, and they just got rid of their best guy you know at linebacker Roquan Smith so makes him even more vulnerable than before but Kasicki has been 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 bubbling up but kind of ignored in the first few weeks of the season but you look at what he's done his last three weeks a couple seven target games has three touchdowns his last three games just watching Miami you're seeing Mike Kasicki getting a little bit more involved and maybe that's a result of so much attention going to to Waddle and Hill but I just think the matchup sets up well uh, and with Tua maybe not seeing as much pressure from the Chicago side of the ball, having some time to maybe pick, you know, pick out Gasecki across the middle uh, makes some sense. I like it. That's a pretty tight end. There's a lot of little things that are hanging out here. That, you know, we didn't talk about it at the top, but just pointing out to people, the injuries are abound. So you're going to have to really pay attention this week. A lot of kind of like it was those first. Uh, I remember you and I talking about this, like it was like week three, four, five, whatever it was. It was just all these DNPs, these no practices. The Bucks, they both had DNPs on Wednesday for Julio and Gage. Keenan Allen is going to be something to watch. Um, they're not even necessarily an injury thing, but Brandon Cook's status is up in the air from not being traded. James Conner barely getting limited work. That would affect, you know, Benjamin. So there's a lot of loose ends sitting out there even going into the thursday night football brandon yeah this thursday night game is going to be crazy because nico collins is not going to go if brandon cooks has this quote unquote was a wrist it says a wrist injury but it sounds like it's more of like a 
a not trade, ego, not an ego injury. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, I mean, this is this could be this could be an absolute slaughter on Thursday night. And like I said, some people be listening to it after it's all over. Could be you know, could be a real bloodbath, bloodbath though for sure. Yeah, and of course. Probably the biggest thing you guys are dealing with is Bipocalypse. It is Bipocalypse in week nine. Uh, we did find out there's another Bipocalypse coming up. It's almost like a storm system. Uh, week 14 will be another one of those. Lots of players on bye weeks that are affecting a lot of weird starts this week. You're going to have to be putting in some players you probably don't want. So I highly suggest you go and check out the article that Jake's got. It is probably the most robust ranks article that you can find out there on the interwebs right now and it's got the chart at the end where you can go and click you can find all the different positions the overall and you can post questions to jake under it which he will answer all the way up until uh, the start of the game so go and sign up for the athletic it doesn't cost you much and you can get access to it on a week in and week out basis and you can find it uh best way i would say is just go to jake's twitter all in kid where you can uh, find the link click the link if you will and you can go and sign up and you can do that right there you can find us on twitter at brandon funston at is it the welsh if you got any questions we're happy to help you out and that is it for us today just plowing right through it getting you guys through week nine and uh, we'll be back breaking down week nine on monday so thank you friends for subscribing and listening and we will talk to you then peace